nerdism. Welcome to Blitzed Pure Tour Nerdism, the Jeffrey's Bay Corona Pro Open Rap. Vaughn, uh, mate, an absolutely spellbinding event from start to finish. Very high score on the shat rating, uh, which for the uninitiated, S for skit, H for mad, A for, are you kidding me? And T for torture. I'm going high on the shat rating because this was a fucking stonker of an event. Uh, I'm giving it 4.5. And uh, I mean, Dr. 0.5, just for a bit of, a bit of devil wind and a, a bit of kind of a couple of slow heats on the all-important final day. Uh, a couple of, I don't know what happened there. Got a bit too big. Maybe the tide was too low, but it went a bit wonky and funny uh, through the quarters. But, uh, mate, what a contest. Wow. An incredible victory. Breakthrough victory for Ethan Hewing. An all-Australian final. A return to the form for the original green and gold boxing kangaroos. Uh, Tatiana Weston-Webb winning the winning the women's. Flying the flag for her adopted homeland, Brazil. Vaughn. Give us your read on it, mate. Give us your shat rating. What did oh, you make brother, of it all? Brother, brother, Smith. I'm changing the uh, I'm changing the H in the shat rating to... <laughs> mate, that was just fucking brilliant, man. And I don't know about you, Smithy, but I have got Straya pouring out of me, mate. Paul Hogan, Harbour Bridge, Vegemite, Koalas, Root and Goannas in the main street. Straya, 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 Smithy, we're back. And uh, just putting it in, mate. Gumption. Fucking grit. The boys have taken the Changa series mould or the energy or the fucking girth and grime and just absolute fucking mongrel that the uh, the Changas has uh, fueled back into the Aussie push, brought it to the CT. Jack Robbo, mate, and Ethan. How was that final? I mean, fucking right from the word go, just the absolute fucking get stuck into it commitment was mind-boggling, mate. And yeah, solid 4.5 shat. From me, I shat myself all the way through that event, <laughs> and uh, just yeah, pure skits, mate. Um, are you kidding me? Water slaughter of the highest order, and um, yeah, mate. Fuck, what a comp! I, I actually had to go back to my last uh, shat rating where I think I gave Brazil a three point five and just demote that to a two point five because uh, we kind of forgot mm. during that that South American leg just how fucking crappy the waves were. You know, like the surfers did well. And uh, I think we were pretty pumped on, you know, I think we even mentioned it, getting to see these guys, what they can do in, in marginal surf. It just, it really sort of, you know, gives you a good indication of just how brilliant they are. But fuck, get them in eight to ten foot, grinding long J-Bay walls. And it's just another, it's fucking like, it's like space moonwalking or something, dude. It's just another planet. And How wild was it? My best heat was the final, as you mentioned, Vaughn. Jack, the Vortex Shaman Robinson versus Ethan, the all-time rail shaman. Uh, just half a point in it. Ethan putting up a, a 7.67 and a 9.13 for a combined total of 16.8 to Jack's 
point three. And uh, you know, as you mentioned, Vaughn, you had the free form B bopping and scatting jazz of Jack Robbo, the Vortex Shaman, up against the impeccable rhythm and tempo of the great Rail Shaman Ewing. Mm. And it was pretty well cooking J Bay. And I can't remember being more entertained by a final in a high performance setting than this. Right from the get go, it was a melter. Uh, Jack Robbo, bit of games from Chip to open up. Selling Ethan on a lemon, gets the next one, and just opens up the fucking kit bag on it for 883. <laughs> oh, I mean, just the, the, it's insane the, the level of spontaneity and, and pure feel that Jack Robbo surfs with. I mean, it, it's hard to really convey in words. It's something that has to be experienced and watched. But I mean, this bloke is dead set amphibious. If he doesn't have gills on him, I mean, like he's, yeah. uh, he, he has such a pure love for surfing that you know if the sun if the sun didn't go down at the end of the day you'd be hard pressed getting him out of the water and, and and that pure love is just it's it's so evident uh in his surfing it's just so dexterous and feely and uh spontane- spontaneous mm. uh the variety maneuvers on show was just mind melting and, and you just have no idea what's coming it it, it reminds me uh, a little bit of taj a little bit of ai uh, but you know, it, it's it, it's all his own style, really. It it, yep. it it was an incredible performance by Jack Robbo. Um, Ewing, on the other hand, you know, he starts building momentum after you know getting stooged by Jack on the opening exchange. Drops a seven, drops another seven, then the nine one three, and another seven. So just an ultra consistent performance in the final. That signature layback gouge. So fucked up. I mean, the amount of times oh, I said "Wow, wow, yep. wow" yep. in that final, yep. Uh, yep. you know, I've just I've just worn it out completely. I, want, I don't feel like I need to say "Wow" for another year <laughs> after that. But uh, yeah, you know, just the flow, the little current esque check turns in between, all those micro adjustments. Uh, you know, it had shades of fanning of current of AI. Uh, mm. Ewing, Ewing did, but it's the two point version. This is next level rail shamanism. Oh, um, mate. Incredible, yep, and, and, and then and then right down to the death. You know, the the king of the buzzer beater, Jack Robert, almost pulls off one of the great bits of uh, gamesmanship. Fakes Ethan as though he's not going, but then uh, the shaman. You know, he's already. This is the thing. He's already done the the maths. He, he he's got the read on the lineup to a degree that you can't even fathom. You know, I've seen what this looks like up close as an eleven year old. Just how much attention mm. he pays to the ocean and what he sees in the lineup. Um, it, it, He's on another level in terms of his ability to read the ocean and, and predict what it's going to do. I mean, we, we saw that insane performance at sunset in the QS uh, with a couple of tens, you know, just basically making the wave look like backdoor somehow. Mm. Uh, and and in, it, on this occasion, he, he spots this little wedge coming across, you know, just sits there playing it cool as if he's not going. And then, uh, you know, because Ethan's got priority and, and next minute he, he somehow squirts into it. I don't even know if it was a, if he even paddled to get into it, but yeah, he's just, a, the, he just fucking played that so perfectly. Yeah. Um, got into the wave, but, but couldn't get the score. Fell agonizingly short. Incredible performance. Incredible yeah. final. One of the great heats of the year so far. Oh, I'm backing that hundred percent. I had that as my best heat for sure. Best heat of the event. Uh, I, I, the thing about Robbo and, and that, what you're talking about there is there's quite a few surfers who have that, that sort of like innate sort of ocean intelligence. But combine that with this, this fucking like intent, look, this competitive intent. Like, I don't know if that's always been there for him. It seems like a fairly new discovery where, you know, like 
all that talent and all that skill and all that fucking just mana and connection with this higher force, this giant fucking great big body of water that covers the planet. But mix that with the competitive intense Smithy and the pure belief. I mean, he's coming out of the guns, out of the gate, sorry, and just attacking the lip. And when he's attacking it, he's not scared to put some flair on it as well. You know, he's, he's punctuating every turn with so much sting. It reminds me of like when you hear about, uh, you know, fighters talking about, um, you know, some guys hit hard and, and you, they might not look like much, but when they fucking connect, it, it'll, it'll just floor you. And he's got a bit of that in, he, in his... Um, and he's off the lips and the way that he's attacking his turns. Uh, I just couldn't believe just how confident he looked in that final, you know. I mean, all the way through the event. He took down Kelly. He, uh, he snuck through uh, some pretty sketchy little buzzer beater moments, as you said. Uh, an early one against one of the, the wild cards, finding the tube and just, you know. He just looks like a man who has everything going right for him. And even, uh, you know, even though he didn't get the win... Um, because Ethan's surfing like, oh, mate, the shaman, the, the guru. He was just fucking pulling that rail through the fabric of space and time, man. And uh, it was just like, <laughs> yeah, one of the all-time heats. But I, I think, you know, Rob has solidified his place now in that top five for the WSL finals. And, oh, man, I'll tell you what, you, you, you start to think about a, a regular old world title season uh, back before the WSL finals. And Robbo, I mean, Felipe... In those old days, I know it's a bit useless to even sort of uh, do the hypothetical on it, but imagine being Felipe, having fucking Chopu and Pipeline to go if, if it was the old times and you have Robbo mm. chasing you down like a fucking grizzly bear in your worst nightmare and you just, you know, your, your feet are just covered in cement and you just can't move. It's uh, a terrifying thought. But one thing I wanted to bring up with you, Smivy, was, you know, uh, when we were talking about this WSL finals and being at Trestles and can you win it without an aerial arsenal? I, I think Ethan answered the question, mate. The judges, mm. for all the fucking attack, for all the above the lip and, and variation in the off the lips that Jack Robbo and Yago and uh, Italo and all those guys were doing because they were punching it into the fucking, you know, right into those big, thick, heavy water Indian Ocean fucking thunder lips. But it was all about the rail. And Ethan has... You know, he's put it to them now. He, he's, they were saying, well, this is the wave. This is the surfing we want to see. But you can imagine like eight-foot trestles, like really big, clean, open faces, that Kelly Slater black and white sort of era. Like, it's there now. I mean, Ethan mm. has, has put the challenge to the judges and said, fuck, if this is the surfing you want to see, I've got it in spades. I dare you to fucking not give me the score. I dare you to not give me the score, you dog. Hey. Because, uh, mate, he fucking claimed the wave in the final. I swear to God, he's never even claimed on his tax return and he fucking finally <laughs> let go of a bit of emotion. And uh, the judges were all for it, mate. So we're fucking set for an all-time finish to this season, especially with Chopes coming up, mate. But uh, let's get into that in a little bit. Jeez, uh, mm. sorry, well, mate. Yeah, the wow. The wow factor is up there. Shat all over the place in here, Smithy. Up in here. <laughs> shat everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... Uh, when I think about trestles in that four to six to eight foot range, trestles rights, you know, it's a mechanical horseshoe, right? And I think about Ethan Ewing surfing it, and the guy doesn't bobble. He doesn't make mistakes. If there's a clean face, clean conditions, 
I can't see him being beaten. I, I can't mm. imagine. It, it will take um, one of those fucked up one-hitter maneuvers uh, to beat him because no one's beaten him on rail, that's for sure. It's nah. almost, uh, it, it, it'll have to be something just in that kind of backflip, that like just ultra-corked inverted rotation, some kind of aerial wizardry. And yep. with Mendina out of the draw, um, you know, he's kind of the only guy apart from Iago who, who can pull off those kinds of wild, I mean, it's not necessarily true, but like, uh, you know, Toledo obviously getting the 10 for the big air rev, but we're not going to be really seeing sections like that, uh, that rogue kind of closeout five foot wedge, all that power at trestles. It's a more mechanical way. The lefts are a bit soft even. Um, I don't know. I, I can't see... I can't see Italo nah. or Toledo threatening, uh, you know, that kind of high end of the scoring range with aerials at trestles. I think it's going to be much mm. more about putting complete waves together. And uh, if, if that is the game, fuck, man, Ewing's going to take some beating. Just uh, quickly on the, the Vortex, Shaman Robbo, so interesting, you know, that talk of self-belief and confidence and how important it is to him. I remember uh, being there at the Newcastle CT event. I think that was uh, last year. Uh, and, and watching th- this warm-up, this in- you get to see the most crazy shit be- in, in the days before an event. Um, and, mm. You know, it's a warm-up on a shore break. Uh, it's two to three foot, and fucking every guy on the CTs out there, you know, like you're watching in the same session, you're watching John, Jack Robbo, Medina, and Italo, you know, just exchanging waves pleasantly, you know, not hassling, just, just throwing the kitchen sink at these little shore mm. breaks. And I remember looking at Robbo just going, wow, this guy's a wizard. This is incredible surfing. You know, he looked every bit on par, if not better, than John, than Medina, yeah. than Italo, in admittedly subpar conditions. But the kind of feel and touch he was in, it, it, it was crazy. But then he, he, I think he lost in the second round there, and it, it just spiked his confidence. And he went on a, you know, a downward spiral throughout the year, and just barely kept his spot on tour, um, mm. as you remember, with a win uh, at Mexico. And then since then, he's just been feeling it. He has not looked back. Um, you know, he's now counting three CT wins, four finals uh, since then. So. Wow. I mean, he yeah. is feeling it. And, and, and what a specimen he is when he's high on confidence. There is, uh, there, like, he, I don't know how he maintains his spot in that sweet spot. I, I, I know breath work's a part of it. I know he, he trains the house down. He's looking fit and thick, like, just through the, the legs and, 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 and glutes and core yeah. and even chest. He's, he's just looking fit as a f- yeah. fiddle. He's got um, the serial killer fucking hair dye, hair dye as well. Just he's dyed his hair blonde. He looks like one of those fucking. <laughs> He should just get some, uh, you know, bright blue contact lenses and just go full skits, walk down the beach to like fucking Jared Leto in some sort of fucking serial killer movie and just like vibe them all out. But, mate, he, he's just looking so good. The door of opportunity here for the fucking Robbo for a world title, it's just swinging like fucking Wild West saloon doors, mate. Just whack, 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 in he walks. And, uh, yeah, fuck. Uh, what, what's your biggest story from the event, Smithy? What's your biggest story? Oh, that's, I want to get into this because there's a few big ones coming out of this. Uh, yeah, well, I guess, uh, I mean, the breakthrough performance, the, the big story, obviously, Ethan Ewing, first CT win at a wave built by the divine creator for him. Uh, mm. But also a big doff of the cap to Yago Dora. Uh, yeah. Incredible performance on his backside. I mean, who knew he had it in him? Like, look, I, I know this guy as, a, as an aerial wizard, as a, a, a small wave specialist, 
And uh, here he is on the world's premier right-hand point break, just going upside down over yeah. and over again. Incredible tempo, rhythm, critical surf, and just backside hangers for days. Fuck, that was a surprise for me. Surprise! I, I did not see that coming. Incredible performance by Yago. But, I yep. mean, for me, the big surprise, uh, or, or the big story, sorry, is just... Uh, it's all about Ethan Ewing and, and his yep. charge now for just a, you know, if he can just survive Chopes and keep his spot in the top five far out, he's uh, he, he's potentially, you know, he's right up there in that conversation as a favorite to take Trestles out. I just, it suits his surfing so well. Exactly, mate. And um, yeah, I, I think... For me, the the big story uh, outside of, of Ethan's win was the changing of the guard here, and, and also the the way that you know these big guns. Oh, geez, they're 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 nowhere to be seen in a way. Like I mean, Philippe had a bit of a a, a shoulder injury in this event, which fuck, mate, you, you should have seen our message board. The the Swellians were just out. They had the fucking conspiracy goggles on, the flat Earth fucking maps out. They were just going. Has he done this on purpose to give Chopes the flick? You know, it doesn't yeah, want to that, just that say, was my I've thought too, actually. I've got a little niggle here. I might just have to, uh, you know, mm. give this Chopu event a little bit of uh, a wide berth and come back fresh for, for um, Trestles. So that's uh, something to keep an eye on. It, it didn't look like it was troubling him too bad, but fuck, as we discussed last, blitzed. Um, he's got even less motivation to go to, to Chopu now. If there's even the slightest feeling of a shoulder being slightly sore, trying to like fucking drag your balloon knot through backhand fucking orbs at the West Bowl on a big swell, like fuck man, your, your shoulders are going to get a fucking serious workout, you know, um, controlling your speed or going over the falls or whatever it is. So lots to look at there. But the other thing, man, Italo injured, um, John, John and Gabe gone. It's all about these young guys coming through and fucking a new world champ at the end of the year. That's that's the story I see happening. And on the women's side, I thought the big story was uh, Tyler just staying composed, mm. doing what she needs to do, just looking. She's like fucking a shadow on the edge of the reef. You don't know what it is. You don't know if it's lurking. You don't know if it's a fucking shark or a barracuda, but it's definitely in hunting mode. And uh, she looks good to, uh, you know, you would say uh, Pacific, big barrels. If anyone's going to give the goofs a run for their money at Chopes, it's going to be Tyler. So they were the big stories for me. But those injuries and, and those big four, traditionally big four kind of alpha animals uh, on the men's side of the draw, all sort of like disappearing as we go into these last two events is, is huge news. That's a big story. Mm. Yeah, and there's a bit of a theme emerging in the athletes who are carrying those serious injuries. You know, Italo, Iago, uh, Toledo, John, Medina. I mean, all of these guys, they're of that hit and, ho hit and hope variety of surfer. You know, these guys go so large. And that is, uh, you know, some of those end section hits, those backside end section hits on like an eight-foot warbly J-Bay oh. fucking closeout. Wow. And... Yeah. And, and, you know, on top of that, just the, the huge aerials. It's high-risk surfing with a high potential for injury. And, you know, for me, it's a matter of time before that starts to catch up with you. I look at life, I look at sport as a game of percentages. 
and uh, you know the more risks you take you know the percentages of serious injury and misadventure just continue to rise and it's inevitability that your number's going to come up at some point and it, it looks as though the numbers come up for all of them in the same year and uh, you know then you're looking at your, your Jack Robbos and, and your Ethan Ewings much more calculated surfing uh, there, there isn't that high risk of injury uh, in their approach, you know what aerials are done by by Jack. At least they all, you know, they all seem to scream makeability to me, as opposed to you know just hitting and hoping and hucking and just uh, you know blindly spinning into the flats. Um, <laughs> so, like, uh, yeah, yeah, it's I, like I the difference a bit of a between t- like you know boxing uh, and slugging, isn't it? It's like if you've mm. got people who like have the science and they've sort of like weighed up the risk and they're watching everything, like a Mayweather fighter, and then you've got just sluggers who get out there and just fucking throw haymakers and just hope for the big, the big sort of uh, Hail Mary at the end of it. But yeah, man, I mean, uh, one thing we forgot to mention about uh, Robbo in our Brazil rap was that air that he did in those early rounds, Smithy. Like, he fucking did one of the best airs of the year. And it just, again, goes back to that sort of, oh, goes back to that thing you were saying earlier about just how easy it is for him to just within his current state of mind to just go to any move any move in the book and pull it out because he's just a man on an absolute heater and yeah i I think that uh you're right that that plays into the fact that that people with that mindset they don't tend to get injured because they're they're fucking everything is calculated yeah and uh moving on to the the biggest surprise of the contest Uh, i mean for me it was it was tatiana taking out the women's i did not see that coming especially after the semi-final uh where you know she she couldn't put up a a combined total over 10. um so but you know that backside is cast iron solid for mine i i just i thought tyler had this for sure her form Mm throughout the event was mind melting um you know just just that that f- front side hacking carve down she had uh that she had that on on lock and incredible wave selection incredible rhythm and flow but so savage when she needed to be reminded me a lot of her brother mikey at times uh on a bigger board some grab rail carves and just that intoxicating combo of smooth flow and full-blooded gas geez it was nice to watch but uh tatiana gets the nod and, uh, I mean, you couldn't argue with it. She went absolutely ham in the final. But, yeah, bit of a surprise for me. Yeah, mate. I thought, uh, Tatiana, I, well, I'm actually in Bali right now. And uh, we, I was sitting uh, uh, sort of next to the pool <laughs> with a bunch of uh, other surf fans. Everyone was on their phones. And, uh, fuck, everyone was hooting and screaming when Tatiana was getting those waves because she was fucking coming off the bottom like a speeding train, mate. Like, she had no kink, uh, no hesitation and she was just throwing it into the lip i mean not pulling it as tight as a, a yago or a, an italo obviously just uh, a little less power game there but i was blown away by where she was surfing the way she was able to come up around the, she was like coming out of turns and just like sliding straight onto the foam ball and just getting shot out of it like a fucking cannon straight into her next turn it was really good surfing and um yeah just sort of out muscled tyler in the end which is a hard thing to do because Far out. Both women really looked a cut above everyone else. I mean, Steph was in good rhythm early, but when you when you come into that real, you know, I don't know, the power game, the, I think Tatiana is, is always on the attack, always going for maximum sort of, what, juice out of every single turn she does. And, and Tyler's the same. And 
Oh, yeah. I just, I, I feel like it's going to be, uh, well, fuck, mate. The women's tour again, it's it's just such a tight race. The Chopes is going to be a, a, a real fucking interesting contest, isn't it? Because almost anyone can strike from anywhere. I think in the men's, we're really only looking at a handful of crew who can make that top five. I, I have to talk to Wazza from Lyft, but I think that uh, maybe Callum and maybe Connor are in with a slight chance at Chopes. Maybe. Not 100% Just- sure on that, but... But maybe just uh, just back to the women's though, and just to touch on on Steph's performance, you know, looked incredible throughout the event. Got done by Tyler in the semis, uh, but I, I thought in that heat, you know, the wind kind of swung a bit. It, there was a bit more texture on the face in that heat, and uh, Steph she just looked a, a bit skittish, a bit out of rhythm, and I can't help but feel that you know maybe she's letting herself down with, with the lack of work she's doing out of the water you know in the gym and, and whatnot um I, i've heard steph herself acknowledge how much time her competitors put into you know just the gym into the into building their physique you know the the, the thighs the glutes the core and um you know she's acknowledged that she's probably the most slender build on tour i think it's costing her like i, I think she needs to match the effort in the gym that the others are putting in because when the waves aren't perfect, when there's a bit of chatter or texture on the face, you really notice the difference between her mm. and say a Tyler Wright or, or a, a Tatiana or a Carissa. And, and I, th- I just think that that extra bit of strength through the legs and core equals extra stability when there's some, some chop or sideshore wind. And I, I just thought that really cost her in the semi against Tyler. Well, I think that's been uh, probably evident for a couple of years now, Smibby. Uh, Steph, Get her on a, on a clean, open face, and, and all you know, all her skill, all her knowledge, all her experience will do the job. But like any sort of kink or challenge, to uh, just that really smooth rail game, and and yeah, she's at a huge disadvantage because the muscle. We all we've all seen you know Instagram clips of of Tatiana and, and Tyler in the gym. Uh, it's it's a big big difference, especially in those big, you know, open ocean days where you've got to put in a shit ton more effort just busting through uh the whitewash the paddle outs were, were hectic a few times people were getting washed down the reef and snapped leggies and and you know what it's like mate you duck dive an eight ten foot wave uh whitewash it takes it out of you it doesn't matter how many ski rides you get so yeah i, I think you're bang on there yeah interesting i'd love to know the the logic behind her not putting that extra time in uh in the the physical training realm like I know that she she's a, a deep purist, you know, a, a pure core lord. Um, you know, she's from the kind of Andrew Kidman school of, uh, you know, just Spiro cosmic surfing. But uh, <laughs> and, and, and I and and and, and, and you know, yeah. to those to those to that kind of that cult of surfing, like training, getting in the gym, throwing weights around, is, is kind of the antithesis of the culture and. Uh, I wonder whether that's part of the thinking, you know, like just a reluctance because it's a bit jockish or, or whatever. Um, but, you know, look, man, the, 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 the kings of core, the currens of core, the carols of core, uh, you know, they were, they were doing leg presses and, and whatnot in the gym in the 80s and, uh, you know, which basically set them up for world titles, multiple, multiple world titles and some of the most classical lines ever drawn on a oh. wave face so i i think yeah. I, I just i just if that's the thinking um i, I think it's very misguided I, I think that i can't even think of a professional sport where you know hardcore training is not a part of it, it is not a part of the the elite 
program of the best. In this day and age where sports science and, and all the fucking, you know, the, the teams of people that get together to, to create a world title campaign or, or a world-class athletic career, it's, it's not just one person. It's like so many people with so much knowledge on everything from nutrition to fucking... You know, the specific fucking type of body or body type or body work you got to do to be the best in your particular sport. You know, everyone's tapping into that. And any part of that journey that you're not tapping into is going to put you at a disadvantage at some point. Now, Vaughn, the pure melt for mine, it has to be the Carissa Moore interference on Tatiana um, in the semis. You know, it's not a perfect fit for the melt category because if I'm to be totally honest I think this was a blatant milk from Tatiana like she sold it so well you know yep. dropped in uh, on Carissa holding priority Tatiana had priority um, and, then, and then cuts across Carissa's wake and falls and you know Vaughn let's be real I can't really remember ever falling off because of someone's wake but geez, it looked re- it looked realistic I mean oh I- mate it was such a good sell wasn't it fucking wasn't hell it? I'll, I'll, I'll buy 10 of those thanks Tatty Ten of them. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it so was a good. great sell. And, I mean, and she's you know infamous. Like, fucking good on her, mate. Like you know, like you can't let these fucking alphas have their own way in heats. Like we've seen it a million times. Like get in their faces and do what you got to do to un- unsettle them or fucking get under them. And I mean, fuck the like you say, the the purists will always scream and yell that it's a fucking joke. And you know. If, that rule, it kind of needs looking at. Like, you know, that's probably the second or third time we've seen that this year. And um, it just doesn't have any consequence. And then it, it kills it kills the rest of the spectacle, you know. So, I don't know. There's, there's something's got to be looked at there. But, yeah, for Carissa, it, it was a pretty big error, uh, regardless of the fact that Taddy milked it. And um, it's a fair milk. But it's it's interesting. It's like um you know what's Carissa supposed to do in that situation? She's holding the inside. She's under priority. She takes a wave and uh, kicks out as as quick as she can. But but you know somehow Tatiana has been interfered with. But what's Carissa supposed to do? Just let every single wave go through, um, unridden for fear of causing Tatiana to fall off on her wake. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I, I don't. I don't. I don't really understand. Um, what else Chris is supposed to do in that situation? And, uh, I mean, Tatiana, she is infamous for a gamesmanship. Uh, you you yep. probably saw in Make or Break the Mondo spray she copped from Sage Erickson after manipulating oh, the situation. Good, wasn't it? And, uh, <laughs> I mean, and, and scored an interference there in, in Mexico. And I, I can't remember the exact circumstances of that controversy, but I want to say it was something along the lines of, uh, I think Tatiana asked Sage who had priority, and then, mm. then kind of convinced Sage that Sage had priority only to take off behind Sage and, and claim an interference. And uh, then, of course, the you know it wasn't in the contest jersey, but it's a notable mention nonetheless for the infamous fate of Moana Wong at Pipeline leading oh, to a couple of old-fashioned no. Aloha sis cracks to the dome for the phony, <laughs> for the phony yeah. Brazo. But, oh, uh, and I, I think I can remember what, exactly what Sage said after that. She was, uh, she was walking up the beach and, and the... The make or break cameras were right there, and she's like, "Hope you get the lot, you dog. Hey, get back on protection, you mutt. Hey, 
dog. Oh, sorry. Fuck <laughs> a dog. Wow, yeah. It's, uh, I didn't know the San Clemente beauty queen had it in her. What a server oh, it was. No. Far oh. out. Wow. It's, uh, yeah. She looked like she'd been working on the docks in San Francisco with that uh, potty mouth. No, I know, mate. Yeah. Well, my, my big melt was uh, Griffin. That's back-to-back early round exits when he's like, you know, he's right there, like fucking on the cusp of a world title shot at his home break. You can't let those things slip, man. Two in a row. It's just fucking wheels falling off time. And, and, and his worst nightmare came t- true as well with um, Kanoa skyrocketing up into the, the semis. So, oh, brother, it's, uh, it's, it's on for young and old. I, I think uh, what we're going to see with, with Griffin and Kanoa at Chopu is death wish surfing. I reckon they're going to be hurling themselves over the edge of whatever comes because both those kids want to be in that fucking world title race. I think we saw on make, make or break as well, mate, it, it almost killed them not being there last time. Uh, will we see another world title go down at fucking Trestles after this year? Like, you know what I mean? It might be their only chance to do it at home. So, yeah, that that was huge, huge melt for me. Big, big tuna melt. Mm, mm. And I mean, far out. Unbelievable. Very ironic to, to melt against none other than white chocolate. Uh, so, <laughs> I mean... If you were ever a chance of forcing a melt, it'd be on uh, the South African. But he held strong and 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 you know kept his melt in his pants uh, until the following heat that quarters, uh, where the white shocky really melted. Uh, yep. It was a difficult heat, difficult conditions. But uh, yeah, he was woefully out of rhythm. But uh, yeah, that mate. Griffin, he's uh he's choking, and uh we all know that he's you know he's had some real battles with confidence and self belief, and uh you, you, those murmurs are surely growing to a roar now. Uh, he's under he's under the pump, seriously heading into Chopes mm. to keep his spot in the top five, just hanging in there on yep. thirty six thousand eight hundred points with Kanoa at sixth on thirty five thousand points. Callum Robson, the Evans head battler, at seventh. And uh, Miguel and John at eighth, obviously no chance. Um, yep. Miguel, Pupo and Conor O'Leary equal ninth. They're long shots uh, to make the top five. But, you know, Conor's going to fancy himself at Chopes for a big result. He's an absolute beast in left slabs. A win is by no means out of uh, the equation there. No. And uh, Callum Robson, another absolute lunatic in the juice. We all saw what he did at Pipeline at the start of the year, knows his way around a left slab, that's for sure, Vaughan, and we can't say why that is exactly, but let's just we say... We cannot say. We speak of done... no left slabs. Mm-hmm. Smithy? That's right, but he's done plenty of time in left slabs, despite living on the North Coast. So, uh, just looking at the numbers, first place, uh, Toledo, 53,000, Jack Robbo, second on 48,000, both locked in, then uh, Ethan, third on 40,000, Italo, fourth on 39,000, Griffin hanging in there at 36,000, so just looking at the numbers, you're kind of thinking Callum's going to need a a semi or better at Chopes to make the cut, Um, Connor will need to pretty much win the thing. Uh, and then, but he'll also be relying on an early round loss to Griffin and Kanoa, and potentially yeah. even Callum. So, uh, yeah, it's all it's hell. all dominoes, a- mate. It's all fucking dominoes, Smithy. But Australia, 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 we're back, mate. What an event to have it all decided at Chopes. Oh, uh, no. you know, J Bay to Chopes. You know, props to Eric Logan and the Wazzle aficionados. They have absolutely nailed the formula. Um, they've created a just a mountain of interest in these last two events and they've they've picked the best two events on the calendar so uh fuck mate 
this is just going to be something else that I'll be absolutely glued to the screen. Um, moving across to the women's first place, Carissa Moore locked in to the final five on 52,000 points. Joanne DeFay from Reunion Island, repping France, locked in on 47,000. Uh, Tati, Tati Weston Webb improves her position three spots and moves into third place on 42,000. Steph Gilmore fourth on 41,000. Brisa Hennessy representing Costa Rica on 40,000. And mm. just outside the cut, uh, at sixth, Lakey Peterson on 39,000. Tyler Wright seventh on 36,000. Gabriella Bryan eighth. On thirty-five thousand, shows to come. Yeah, I mean, there's gonna. I'm predicting uh, definitely a bit of movement in that top top five. I think Tyler Wright has to be the favourite to win this event. Uh, you know, she's the only woman with real mojo in heating left slabs. Mm. Um, she's a pig dog extraordinaire from a family of absolute chew pig maniacs. Yep. Owen Wright, her brother, a former winner at Chopes. She's gonna send it, and she's got the technique to go with it. And apart from that. Um, you know, you, you've got Hawaiian Gabriella Bryan sitting there at eighth on 38, uh, 35,000, another heavy water specialist. I think, uh, I think Steph is up against it here to keep her spot. I mean, she's uh, got a bit of a buffer from Tyler, 5,000 points, uh, but she, backside Polynesian reef passes are about the furthest thing from her specialty as you can get. Um, I can't yeah, see if she Lake. draws a goof, she draws like a, a goof early, like a, a Vahini or, or whoever you know is in those um, those uh, early rounds. She could be in trouble. Uh, I think that she's just got to get it done. Just keep the keep her head on. Go back to the basics and just you know not overthink it. Just get just do the surf and try and get as deep into the draw as possible. Solidify that thing and then. I think, you know, if she gets the trestles, mate, look out. It'll be on for sure. Because we've definitely seen enough attitude in Steph this year to suggest that if she gets in that top five, she won't be there to just sort of, you know, make up the numbers. She'll be going for, for title number eight. And again, I guess it hinges on that commitment outside of the water. You know, has she put enough time in at mm. hollow left barrels? And, you know, the answer is no, she hasn't. And... I mean, there's a bit of time now between Chopes uh, and J-Bay, and I'm wondering what the strategy is at this point. You know, fuck, the, the East Coast, like every coastline on this continent is erupting with swell. It has just been the ultimate season of waves. Um, so there is, a, you know, fuck, mate. I, if she wants my number, I, I can point her in the direction of a, a half a dozen quality <laughs> slabs that are, you know, going to be probably more unpredictable and, and, and tricky than chopes in a lot of ways uh, maybe not as consequential but far out we are not short on technical left reef break tubes here um you know i, I think the hawaiians including tatiana though she represents brazil uh i think all the hawaiians are a danger here i think tyler is 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 the favorite i think uh you know if steph draws someone like caroline marks she's got a bit of form out there a goofy footer um she's a, another danger to go fairly deep into the event but yep. uh yeah, another an absolute spectacle. I really do hope they get some solid conditions. I hope that, you know, what are we predicting here? What's reasonable to expect from the women? Um, are we looking at the, the kind of four to eight foot range or, or just the four to six foot range? Yeah, that's a good question, mate. I, I think it'll be, oh, geez, I actually don't know. I, I don't know what the duty of, of care or responsibility is here for safety because um, as we spoke to Lane, you know, uh, at the manly live event she, she was saying get them out there just send them out they've, they've got to do it there's, there's no 
there's there shouldn't be any sort of hesitation if the surf's fucking big and pumping and i think she's kind of right to a degree i mean you know like it's it's all sitting there the, the ceiling has been burst it's it's one thing to fucking get the opportunity it's another thing to to grip that opportunity by both hands so i think six to eight foot would be a, a, a really good test and i think there's women who can who can get it done out there i really you know everyone wanted to see bronte mccauley out there but i think carolyn marks and tatiana will be the two big names to beat along with tyler so let's see what happens wow. though smithy this is just unbelievable mate and, and you just know that every competitor was watching that code red two swell and just licking their lips at the thought of getting out of chopes <laughs> and yeah, just a, a quick doff of the cap or an acknowledgement of Vaheen Fiera if she gets the the wild card. Wow, you can see a real uh, real replication of Mariah oh, Wong at Pipeline. Yep, I mean, it's almost impossible to see her being beaten out there nah. if it's serious chopes. Uh, I mean, th- there is no women on the planet, no woman on the planet who's packed it as hard as she has out there. Oh uh, well, we might even do another little uh, blitz special before chopes if we get time, Smithy. Really go deep on uh, who needs to do what once we get all the official numbers in, but. While we're doffing the cap, mate, I just want to give a big doff to Rio Wider from Indonesia for fucking racking up his second Changa Series victory in Bolito. Fucking and, oath. And fucking Send up, the Indo man. up the Indo brethren, mate. Nazi Goring uh. for everyone. Oh, it's fucking going to be on. Uh, and then uh, Molly Picklem, our mole, the fucking psycho pickle, getting it done over there as well for a big breakthrough Changa Series victory and uh, looking good for the CT in 23. Yep. Start getting the visa applications in now, Wazzle, Rio, because, uh, yeah, they're real cunts when it comes to Indonesians traveling the world and competing. <laughs> Fucking dogs. Dogs. On your Smivy. On your Wano. Competition. Smivy. Rashies. Oh, yeah. Maybe I can't get Pure. Nerdism.